0: Blog Talk radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio Broadcast
1: with Michael Boldea.
0: Alright, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio Broadcast. I am, as always, your humble host, Michael Boldea. And I can hear the feedback, Gino, as always. We're uh, extremely professional here. Uh, Now, you know, the thing is, uh, apparently Hollywood writers are on strike, and so none of the Muppets on television can say anything original in and of their own volition. So, uh, you know, you'd be watching reruns. Here, uh, since we have no writers, uh, we have no professional etiquette, uh, we just barrel through, and you get original content every week. You're welcome. Anyway, welcome to the program. We did the short intro, not because Gino was too lazy to play the long one, but because there's just so much stuff to cover. I'm not even – I don't even know where to begin. It has been another one of those weeks. You know, i why would you need writers when everything writes itself? I don't get it. But, again, this goes to show you just how uh, intellectually inferior – most people who grace your televisions are that they have to shut down production across the board, uh, every late night TV show and whatnot, because they couldn't get somebody to write what they were supposed to read. So if, if, if you think those people are intellectually superior to you uh, in, in any way, shape or form, uh, now you know. And so uh, ignore them as you ought. Now, uh, there, there were a couple of big stories uh, last week that we're going to get into. Uh, we also have a new ad read, uh, a, a new sponsor uh, to the program. Don't worry about it. Uh, they're not trying to sell you anything, so it's not peanuts.com, uh, although I, I enjoy a nice honey-roasted peanut one, once in a while. Uh, the big news, at least to me, was uh, the Durham report uh, that, that finally came out. I know. That man was like zippity quick, wasn't he? Uh, Well, uh, the Federal Bureau of the Eye seems to be as uh, corrupt as we all thought, uh, I guess, except by that one guy who kept saying the Lord showed him that Donald Trump was going to get marched out of the White House in handcuffs for Russian collusion. Uh, But but I digress. Uh, Look, the broader issue here, is that the average citizen no longer has any faith in any governing institutions. Whether that be the legislative body or the judicial body or the executive body, uh, they're tapped. There's no faith. And if there's no faith in governing institutions, chaos uh, is soon to follow. It turns out that they're as corrupt as any third world banana republic. And the thing that you should be concerned about, the thing that you should be aware of, is that corrupt people have an added incentive not to surrender power, lest their corruption be uncovered. Let that sink in for a second. Because once, once you become corruptible, once you become a corrupt individual, using the levers of government to do your bidding, you have to maintain power for as long as you're able because when the next administration comes in, well, they'll discover what you did. Now, I know I said the words because I remember the words I say, and so I know I said the word soft coup. I know it was used in one of the programs four or five years ago. This is what it is. It's it's government entities going about performing a soft coup. I mean, the whole thing was a fabrication. The whole thing about Russian collusion. Hillary Clinton went to the Obama administration and said, this is the play. And they said, okay, let that sink in. Innocent of all of it, fabricated story. This is what it was. It was a soft cool. And there's no way around it, but you know, as Hillary Clinton so famously said once, uh, what difference at this point does it make? Because this is their play, this is their game, this is the way they work every single time. Remember Harry Reid? I do. After smearing Pierre Delecto up and down, only to be called out for his lies, what did Harry Reid say? We won, didn't we? Because that's, that's the sum of it all. It's the winning. It's the having power, getting power, and retaining power. So this, because I, you know, they're, they're, well, at least we have the FBI, you know, they're, who was Sean Hannity, Sean Hannity, go milk a goat, all right? Because he was the one that kept going, well, you know, there are noble people doing noble work. I mean, misunderstood, sure. At this point, you and uh, the the gentle Lindsey Graham can go milk goats together. Do something other than, you know, light propaganda, please. But this is where we are. So if you think we're any different than a banana republic, we, we just have a lot more nuclear warheads. And a lot dumber people in power. That's about the only difference. Now, as I said, we do have a new ad read. Um, I guess it's more of a public service announcement. But uh, they reached out and I thought, you know what, I'm going to do it. So uh, I guess it's three different organizations that got together. It's uh, the Birthing Persons Association, the Gestation Abled People and uh, the Ladies Against Drag Shows, uh, for which, ironically, the acronym is LADS. Uh, and so they, they got together to, to offer you this PSA. Uh, if you've got kids listening uh, or you're overly sensitive, uh, consider this your warning. Please have the kids run out and get you a sarsaparilla uh, or go get a sarsaparilla for yourself for the next 30-odd seconds. Uh, but uh, this, this is the ad read, and... Uh, Here it goes. The Birthing Persons Association, the Gestation Abled Peoples, and the Ladies Against Drag Shows have come together in the spirit of solidarity to offer this brief yet profound message. There has been much confusion of late as to what a woman is, what a man is, and how you can tell the difference. In the words of the iconic chocolate maker, almond joys got nuts, real women don't. Just to clarify, and in case anyone missed it the first time, almond joys got nuts. Real women don't. Thank you for your attention. So that was the PSA. I brief and to the point. It, it, it clarifies a lot, doesn't it? But all kidding aside, I don't. Every week, man, we get dark. And I'm looking for some sort of levity. And I, I, I can't seem to find it anywhere. But just so we're clear, there is a holocaust of innocence taking place before our eyes. And even those who would stand against it feel the need to qualify their opposition to it somehow. So as for me, let me be clear. I do not have to qualify my opposition to insanity. Okay? It's as simple as that. I do not have to qualify my opposition to insanity. I don't have to tell you a 40-minute story about how one time a drag queen lifted my VW Beetle all by himself while I changed my tire because I didn't have a jack in the trunk. Okay? Times have changed. There's an attempt to systematically exterminate anything of moral worth, anything of character, anything of goodness, anything of normalcy. And by the way, no, I I never owned a VW Beetle. I was just trying to make a point. Because everybody, well, you know, I mean, this this is problematic, them going after the kids, but, you know, I mean, not not all drag queens. Uh, There was this one time. Stop. You don't have to qualify it. Wrong is wrong. It was just confirmed that uh, the individual who posed with a sign stating, trans don't hurt kids, just got arrested for child sex trafficking in England. Okay? So don't. I don't. Gotta, where's the love? No, sorry, all spent. You cannot love evil and put your hand in with it. And still say, I'm a child of Jesus. You're not. You're not standing up for the light. You're not standing up for the truth. You're not speaking against the darkness. You're just going along to get along. Their focus and their target are the children. And if you can't see it, I can't help you. Because I've been going back and forth with some people. Hey, brother, you're getting a little edgy. Am I? Am I? The drag queen holding up a sign stating trans don't hurt kids just got arrested for child sex trafficking. And you're telling me I'm getting a little edgy? Really? But more on that later. Uh let's You you can't make this stuff up. Everything. look, Oh, Lord in heaven, give me strength. Where do we begin? There's so many places to go. All right, let's begin with uh, Target. I know. You're thinking to yourself, that came out of left field. Not really. Uh, It was about a year and a half, two years ago, when, uh, again, a Rubenesque fellow in Wisconsin... Pointed out the fact that uh, Target said they had a $400 million loss due to theft. And uh, my reply was, it's only going to get worse. Right now, you're still in the realm of, of crimes of opportunity. When you shift into the realm of crimes of necessity, uh, that's, that's when things go south quickly. Well, guess what? Target expects losses to jump by 500 million dollars this year now i understand what's 5 million what's 50 what's 500 well one's a lot more than the other 500 million dollars is halfway to a billion and this is losses and the thing that target doesn't seem to be understanding because they go well it's because of organized retail crime Please hear me. I understand that, that, that Target sees itself as an upscale Walmart, if you will. But there is nothing inside a Target that organized crime, retail or otherwise, would bother with. If they're going to do something, it'll be, I don't know, the Rolex shop high-end jewelry maybe even a chanel or louboutin you know those things i'm sorry am i gonna go steal i mean am i gonna organize a crime ring to go steal deodorant and tide pods from target were there you know what was it 899 sweaters from china This isn't organized retail crime. This is why it's not going to be stopped. It's not going to end. This is individual retail crime. Because theft, retail or otherwise, is no longer punished in many states. You get a good Samaritan that tries to stop somebody from doing something, and they're the ones that get brought up on charges. Look, engineered the society we're living in. And now you're poo-pooing the society. Blame, and there's nobody to blame, and we're not going to blame ourselves. We're too smart to have caused this. That's what stupid people think about themselves. I'm too smart. (laughs) Are you? Are you really? Look at San Francisco, the smartest people in the world. Those that are spearheading progress and are, you know, a uh, journey into tomorrow. If they can walk from their car to their front door without getting robbed, without stepping in human feces or a needle, they consider themselves lucky. Smartest people in the world, you say? Hmm. So this is, this is where uh, I, I don't agree with uh, Target management. I don't think it's organized retail crime, because again, nothing worth stealing and, and organizing a crew for in Target. I'm sorry, if you think there is, then you've never walked a mag mile in Chicago, is all I'm going to say. Target said organized retail crime is worsening and will fuel 500 million more of lost and stolen merchandise this year than last year. Oh, see, they buried the lead. It's not from 400 to 500 million. It's 500 million more than last year. And I know that we had the conversation last year where they posted a four hundred million dollar loss from lost and stolen uh, merchandise. It's not; they didn't. It it didn't get bumped up by twenty percent. Five hundred million more than last year. So you're you're at nine hundred million. What's what's next year going to be? One two one three billion, how much longer can Target operate at a loss before Target 2 says hasta luego in uh, certain communities and certain cities? Because right now, Chicago is shutting down Walmarts or Walmarts shutting down in Chicago like nobody's business. They're doing the math. Of, we're losing more money than we're making. And it's the theft. CEO Brian Cornell said the company has taken measures to prevent theft and keep stores open. I'm sure. Look, I, I'm waiting for the first YouTube video because uh, you know what their uh, measures are: the, the the like plastic cases, locked up merchandise, where you have to ask somebody you know to to open a, a thing for you with a key to get a, a, a box of two dollar Q-tips. So I'm waiting for the first YouTube video where people start walking in with crowbars. It's going to happen. American prophetic. There you go. I'm waiting for the first one because you know what? You go into the store once and it's locked up. You go into the store twice and it's locked up. And you're like, I need toothpaste. I'm not going to pay for it. What am I, a sucker? So you go and you buy a crowbar. And a crowbar is what, 15 bucks? For 15 bucks, you could steal 500 bucks worth of stuff. Nobody's going to stop you because there is no law. The law is not equally applied in this country anymore, and that should be a concern to you. And the fact that people who are supposed to be law enforcement are so corrupt as to attempt to destroy people who did absolutely nothing wrong should hint at the very real possibility that when persecution begins in America, they're not going to be the ones you can run to for protection or safety. I know. See, it's just... Today's program just went from bad to worse cuz there was a point to all this. Cuz a lot of people are still under the misconception that the cops are going to protect me, people wouldn't do that. They proved that they would, that they did. You you had "quote unquote officers of the law arresting mothers for letting their kids play on a playground." Huh? Remember? I remember it. I'm so These are things we can't forget because if you forget them, they're going to get repeated and worse than before. So, so if you believe in your heart that law enforcement, quote unquote, that that you know uh, institutions of the federal government will protect you from being persecuted, uh, you're in for a rude awakening. And I'm sorry. And I'm sorry it's going to hurt. Target said Wednesday that organized retail crime will fuel 500 million more in stolen and lost merchandise this year compared with a year ago. Those are some numbers, kids. Target's inventory loss called shrink. <laughs> yeah, shrink indeed. Totaled about 763 million last fiscal year. Well, see, again, I, they buried the lead. And so now I'm going to have to say I was wrong. It's over a billion already. Uh, wow. Target's inventory loss, called shrink, totaled about $763 million last fiscal year based on calculations from the company's financial filings. With the anticipated increase, shrink this year would surpass $1 billion i know for a billion bucks you could get a danish and a cup of coffee nowadays it can be difficult to quantify theft since shrink includes inventory loss from other causes such as employee theft or damage too yes please please soften the blow please try to explain how how employees and Damage is responsible for a billion dollars in losses. Unless you've got employees driving trucks out of the gate with flat screen, TV, flat screen TVs, you keep, there's, there's no way. And it's not organized. There's no organization to this. It's retail theft. It's people with no moral code of conduct. It's people with no principles whatsoever that have multiplied in this country. And so they can walk into a place, take whatever they want, walk out, and even get in a fight with the security guard if he tries to stop them. Hmm? I know. Who needs God? Who needs morality? No, no, nay, nay. What we need is rainbow flags. Indeed. There are consequences to a nation abandoning God. There are consequences to a nation abandoning morality. There are consequences to a nation abandoning the Bible. Welcome to the consequences. CEO Brian Cornell called out the challenge on the company's fiscal first quarter earnings saying the retailer and others are grappling with rising theft on top of slower sales and more price-sensitive shoppers. But I thought the economy was booming. Janet Yellen said, yay. Now she's like, uh, more banks might fail and we might, you know, hard landing recession. Look, if you're not prepared for a depression, you don't understand what's coming. That's it. This is the last time I'm going to talk about it because I've gotten emails from, all you talk about is the economy. Well, you're living in the place with the economy I'm talking about, and it's gonna get ugly. Because right now, other than I don't know, stealing from Target, there's no job security anywhere. See, that was a joke. See, I I inserted humor. Don't you hear that, Martha? He said we should go steal from Target. Stop! You need to laugh, otherwise you're gonna cry all day. You're gonna get like bags under your eyes. You're gonna get all wrinkly. This, this, this is—we we created this monster. Welcome to the nation that Barack Obama and Joe Robinette Biden envisioned. Four more years, Joe. Four more years. Maybe maybe they can robotically keep your heart pumping. You can talk about corn pop and little kids playing with your leg hair for another four years. Anyway, the problem, excuse me, by the way, while I slip from my delicious beverage, and uh, I'm not one to throw my uh, authority around, okay? But I did make an executive decision. I forbade hazelnut coffee in the office. No more hazelnut. I'm gonna go you know full cat lady and start yelling Ichabod if I see hazelnut coffee anywhere in the kitchenette area, so this is nice and mud. you could probably stand your spoon up in it. It's good stuff. Oh, that hits the spot uh by the way just just in case you're wondering if uh you know you happen to be in twenty twenty five and listening to this and go. What's he talking about? Target's out of business already. Well, uh, we're, we're recording today. It's May the 18th, the year of our Lord, 2023. So uh, I Target may be bankrupt by 2025. But in uh, May of 2023, they're just uh, dealing with a billion-dollar loss in theft and damage. Uh, unless you're uh, releasing a pack of rhinoceros or hippopotamuses in every store to just run through everything, I don't think you can can justify a billion dollars in theft or damage. Organized retail crime has become a hot-button issue in the industry, and some companies have blamed the growth of online marketplaces that allows thieves to anonymously sell electronics, makeup, and other items they stole from stores home depot walmart best buy walgreens and cvs are among the major retailers that have spoken about the problem saying that shrink has gotten worse uh i don't know who sang the song but i used to hear it once upon a time remember that you ain't seen nothing yet exactly if you think shrinkage is bad now and you can't blame on nobody's selling new tools and electronics on Facebook Marketplace that they steal from Best or Walgreens. No, there's, there's no lady trolling Facebook to get a dollar off her favorite lipstick. But you can't call it what it is because if you did, then you would... Uh, this disenfranchise your customer base. People without ethics or morals are abusing the system every day. The reason they don't have ethics and morals, the reason that they don't have a biblical conduct is because the nation has rejected la Biblia, or the Bible. So, eh, the country has a retail theft problem. Home Depot CFO Richard McPhail said on a call with CNBC, we're confident in our ability to mitigate and blunt that pressure, but that pressure certainly exists out there. Well, some people are overly confident when they shouldn't be Mr. McPhail. I think uh, whatever you save in uh, blunting the pressure of shrinkage, you're going to have to pay for in armed guards. And uh, it may not be the first one or the third one, but eventually if enough people get shot at Home Depot... Uh, you're going to have people protesting out there, criminals killing people. They just wanted to eat. They needed a bandsaw to eat. They were trying to cut open a can of spam. See, some of you, I don't even understand what I'm talking about, but if you're a loyal listener, which I'm assuming at least two of you are, you'll know exactly the reference I'm trying to make. Because back in the day, New York reporters were going, yeah, they're, they're stealing spam from uh, stores to flip it. How, how dumb. Again, the, the, these are the Muppets that are on TV, the talking heads. That, that was unscripted. She was allowed 15 seconds of unscripted banter. And that's what her mouth came up with, that people are stealing spam to flip it. No wonder they can't risk live shows without writers. Woo-wee. Oh, come on, lady. Anyway, all right, let's get back to it. Internal retail crime accounts for only 37% of those losses, or about $35 billion. The NRF data shows... Oh... The... Look at the numbers, and I know look i I don't know if you guys know, but i did I was employed by Walmart for uh three whole months, uh back in the day, long ago, before uh, the kids and whatnot came along uh, i I went and I worked at Walmart because I wanted to convince myself that I never want to work for anybody again, especially anyone dumber than me. And I sat there and thought to myself, where could I go where the chances are better than good that the people above me giving me orders are dumber than I am? And it was either that or uh, a septic uh, company that went out and vacuumed out septic tanks. And I'm like, eh, let's try the Walmart. And sure enough, Walmart was hiring because they always were. It was like $7 an hour back then or something. And, and I worked there for three months. And Indeed, uh, I, 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 I picked the worst possible thing you could pick. Stocking shelves, third shift. I know. You're thinking to yourself, brother, that's so humble. No. It wasn't so much about humility as about understanding myself. And what I would be willing to endure in life and what I wouldn't be. And 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 I, I discovered that I, I wouldn't be willing to endure taking orders from someone that was my intellectual inferior. I'm not a Rhodes Scholar, I'm not a genius, although the the, the number thing, the IQ level thing, hints at it, but that's neither here nor there. Okay. However, the night shift manager at Walmart I think he signed his employment uh you know application with an x rather than his name he had one tooth just one one big tooth right in front of his mouth uh and and uh yeah I worked for 3 months I was diligent I did a good job I finished my work faster than any other person there because apparently they learned to take their time ha ha uh, and after three months, I walked out and I understood inherently that uh, I would never, ever, ever, ever work for anyone dumber than me again. So uh, I said that to say this. I understand what Walmart's profit margins are. I, I work there. They're not big enough to eat up this kind of loss. Target's the same thing. Listen to this. Shrink cost retailers $94.5 billion in 2021, up from $90.8 billion in 2020, according to the National Retail Federation. Its data is anonymized and shared by retailers so it cannot be fact-checked 91 billion dollars in 2020 in 2021 94.5 billion uh they haven't released the 2022 numbers but i'm guessing uh we're 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 getting close with uh 100 plus billion dollars there are other caveats. Covid fears and pandemic-related temporary store closures disrupted 2020, potentially tamping down foot traffic for both shoppers and thieves. So I, I guess were, Covid was a good thing. It kept people from shoplifting. Yeah. It also closed down how many mom and pop shops, how many small businesses, people who were trying to make a go of it, you know, reach out and grasp but the American dream. They look, they they they're trying to put lipstick on a pig. They're trying to go, "Well, it's really bad, but it's not that bad because it could have been worse, but it's really bad." Stop, we get it. We know. Target has become more vocal about organized retail theft as it has struggled with excess inventory and its margins have disappointed. It missed Wall Street's earnings expectations for three consecutive quarters last year. Unwanted merchandise sat around in its stores and warehouses before the company took aggressive action to cancel orders and mark items down. Cornell, however, has stressed that more theft is the driving Target's worsening shrink. Uh Aha. So basically, uh, Target was filling its stores with stuff that even thieves wouldn't steal for free. And the stuff that the thieves did steal, they stole with abandon. Sound about right? (sighs) Cornell said Target is trying to reduce theft by installing protective fixtures and adjusting assortment in some stores. He said the company is working with politicians, law enforcement and retail industry trade groups to come up with policy solutions. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, that, that horse is out in the barn already. The policy solution was to prosecute theft, not as California did say, hey, if you're under 900 bucks, Godspeed. Can we help you carry it to your bicycle? Uh, there's so much. American prophetic. Remember that we talked about the... the Migrant surge with uh, yeah, it's happening. Uh, record record surge of uh, migrants in uh, April. Just uh, so you understand, it's 87 times more people than uh, this time in 2020. You're you're wondering how places like uh, Mexico and Nicaragua and other places can still be functioning countries with how many people are coming across the border but because uh, you know we like to be kind to our neighbors and uh, because we understand that their first experience in America is very important uh <laughs> Apparently hundreds of, uh, newly, I can't, Mm. (sighs) hundreds of new border crossers, uh, will soon be living in Manhattan's Roosevelt hotel. Uh, by the way, if you're thinking, well, at least we're not going to be on the hook for it. Uh, it's, it's paid for by the taxpayer. Now, uh, How many of you have stayed or can afford to stay in the Roosevelt Hotel in New York? I wonder. Hmm? Low season, they're probably two bills a night. High season, probably 500 bucks a night. Hundreds of border crossers and illegal aliens will soon enjoy living in New York's iconic Roosevelt Hotel paid for by the city's taxpayers. Now, Precedent being what it is, we know that once a hotel is taken over by migrants, they usually destroy it. Uh, and the hotel industry has discovered that if their properties are destroyed, the government, quote unquote, either yes, I did the air fingers, uh, either the state or the federal government will pay for the repairs. So uh, why why let you? average tax-paying citizen stay at the roosevelt when uh they can fill it with illegals and then in six months they'll retrofit the whole thing on your dime now the thing that i found sad and again i i've never been in the military i never applied to go to the military but i respect people who have if if you volunteer to go and defend the country that you live in, you have my respect. If you return as a veteran from having defended the country that you live in, I believe it's the least that we can do as a nation to provide for you, to provide shelter, to provide even psychiatric help if you need it, because, uh, I, I, I've never seen a war zone up close. The, the the closest thing to something traumatic that I've ever seen was uh, a Vietnamese kid hanging himself uh, in, in front of our apartment building in California. And that stuck with me for a while. But I, I can only imagine what, what an active battlefront looks like. Missing limbs and dead friends and wounded comrades and everything else. So what New York State decided to do is kick out veterans, displace them so that uh, the newly branded uh, illegal aliens could come in and, uh, you know, relax. They tried filling school auditoriums, but apparently uh, parents wouldn't have it and good for them. But this is not a problem that's going to solve itself by opening the borders. It will only get worse. Much worse. Markedly worse. And I think... I... How do I... I'm not a conspiracy theorist. But if I were... I would tend to lean towards the idea that they're doing this to precipitate a crisis of some kind. They need the distraction. They need the eyes to be taken off of the fact that every institution that we considered the bedrock of the American experiment is corrupt to the core. They need a a narrative change. They were hoping they they, they could egg the Russians into starting a war, and apparently the Russians are showing more self-restraint than anybody thought they would. How long? God knows. I think Europe's still for... Europe is still in for a nice nose punch. Just, that's just my opinion. But they were hoping it would have started already. It hasn't. And so now they need to precipitate another crisis that will take the focus off of their corruption. I mean, the, the latest thing I've heard was that they're floating. They, they tried with the monkeypox. They're like, oh, no, the next COVID is monkeypox. And everybody's going, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm married to a woman and I got kids. I don't interact in a amorous manner with uh, individuals of the same gender. Therefore, uh, I'm not prone to getting the monkeypox. So uh, once, once that narrative fell through. Because it, it was homosexual men giving it to homosexual men. So apparently the only guy that probably needed to worry was Ted Haggard. That's it. Otherwise, uh, everyone else was like, yeah, you, know, well, you know, it is. Your, your sin has consequences. Sometimes the consequences are monkeypox. So it, it didn't affect the individual uh, as, as badly as they thought. Guess what? Now the bird flu is the thing. The avian flu is making a comeback. They're so desperate to cause another crisis. They're they're bringing back oldies but goodies. Because we had, what, the swine flu, the avian flu. We've all gone past that. I'm sure the reason that we haven't heard from Il Dottore Fauci is that he's in China trying to blend up a new version of something that'll scare people enough to get them back into their basements with masks on and shutting up because, hey, We were wrong once, but we're not going to be wrong twice. You're wrong every day, all day. And these people need to be called out. You need to stand firm. You need to say, hey, fool me once. I'm George Bush. Fool me twice. I'm no longer George Bush because I know how the saying ends. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Why? Because then I'm a dummy. If I believe you, after you've lied to me, then I deserve everything I get. So, I know. See, we kind of... It's not that dark today. All right? It started out, but it's not. However... There's there's things we can talk about. Uh, Former Hillsong pastor, uh, Carl Lentz, remember we talked about him? Apparently, uh, he fell in love with a Muslim woman. Uh, It wasn't really love. He fell in lust with a Muslim woman, and she outed him. Well, guess what? Apparently, uh, Il Signore uh, Lentz, there is now a pattern of indiscretion uh, emerging. Because he admits to an inappropriate sexual relationship with the nanny. In case you're wondering, no, the nanny wasn't the aforementioned Muslim woman. Two different people, but I know. But we have to forgive. You know what? Repentance presupposes change in behavior. Let's leave it at that. That's why uh, Jimmy Swaggart's first uh, try at repentance went over a lot better than his second. I know, in the end, I'm not God. But, as far as being a pastor or a leader, the Bible is very clear. I know, but he's got abs. Okay, well, he can have abs and still uh, not be qualified to lead a congregation, <laughs> I can't. as a participant in the new docu-series about Hillsong Church set to air this Friday, former Hillsong New York pastor Carl Lentz admitted to an inappropriate relationship with their nanny, but he denied that he sexually assaulted her. So there were even accusations of assault? Uh. In November 2020, Carl Lentz was ousted from his church after it was revealed he was having an adulterous affair with a New York City-based designer named Ranim Krarim. Though his bombshell got him fired... It was only one of many affairs, according to a 51-page barn burner of a booklet titled Internal Investigation Report Regarding Carl Lentz and Other Matters, commissioned by Hillsong leadership, because Hillsong leadership tried to do exactly what this administration is trying to do now. They tried to manufacture another crisis. This one apparently had legs uh but but but, but they tried to to out another crisis so that the focus would be taken off of them uh brian houston's dad was a perv uh he was an evil man that shouldn 't have been anywhere pulpit it 's come out if you're if you 're still into hillsongen uh just understand uh, you know the root of the hill song I know my it 's catchy, I get it, especially with pharmaceuticals on board. The report revealed that rather than committing so-called a one-time mistake with Karim, which is uh, inexcusable, but at least partially understandable. Is it understandable, though? Hey, you, didn't, you didn't, you know, slip and fall. This isn't, oops, I, I, I dropped my ice cream. Uh, you pursued. You actively put yourself in a position where sin was uh, almost inevitable. So I don't know if it's understandable. Let's continue. Lentz exemplified predatory sexual behavior for years, including grooming behavior, allegations of paying masseuses. What's with all these guys in masseuses? I know it's masseuses. Stop. You need to laugh. Otherwise, again, sackcloth and ash and many tears. That's, that's, the only, that's the only other choice that we have. And uh, I, 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 I repent for my failures every day. I'm not about to repent for Lens's failures. This morning, Lord, I'm sorry I got angry at the lady yesterday, but she was just sitting there at the stop sign. Five minutes. She's checking her message. It's a stop sign, not a stoplight. And then I I honk once, and apparently I broke her revere, and and she's like double finger me. Like, what? Wait one 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 finger wave was enough, lady. I got the message. You don't need. Why are why why isn't at least one of your hands on the steering wheel? Because she she's like double tapping me, and she's going like you. See, and I'm like, Lord, you know, maybe I should have shown a little more patience, but five minutes. He didn't, he didn't say you did good, my son, but he didn't say I was wrong either. It was just, you know, me, me talking to God. I do that every morning. It, it helps, uh, you know, set the trajectory for the rest of my day. <laughs> oh, okay, well, we're going to finish this because why not? He, again. I'm not trying to black pill you to the point that you throw up your hands and go, "Ah, there's no hope. I'm trying to show you the reality of the contemporary church so that if you placed your hope in sweeping revival because the contemporary church would step up, this is what's happening in the upper echelons of the contemporary church. So I, I I now now I'm curious if Lenz has uh, Ted Haggard's phone number. Oh, I know it doesn't say it was homosexual massage. I know. Stop. It's still massages. It's gross. Why would you let? Me? I I you don't understand. You like gas station grilled cheeses. Of course you wouldn't understand. I know. I'm basic. I'm I'm you know uh, just you know. One, one chromosome away from being a knuckle-dragger, I guess. Uh, stop laughing, Gino. All right. Lance exemplified predatory sexual behavior for years, including grooming behavior, allegations of paying misuses for uh, favors, uh, and not, you know, can you take out my trash kind of favors, and happy endings Is that where uh, they sing, it's a small world after all? I don't know what that means. Stop. Don't. Mm. I know some of you. Behave. Including grooming behavior, allegations of paying masseuses for sexual favors and happy endings. Another affair in 2014 with a young celebrity and yet another in 2020. Lent is currently employed at Transformation Church. I know, in Tulsa. Uh, look, look that quaint little heretic up. You know uh, why the saying "birds of a, flecker, uh, birds of a feather flock together" uh, is true. He's employed as a church strategist. I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting for. I, some sort of breaking news that Carl Lenz had an affair with the pastor's wife at Transformation Church and something along those lines. Because this is this is a systemic behavior. There's no repentance here. It was just cover-up after cover-up after cover-up. In the documentary, Wife Laura Lentz, and, and this woman to me is a trooper for sticking by him, says she was in shock after she learned of the adultery with Karim. Carl was like, hey, can I talk to you for a second? (laughs) Well, I and and I can't say, well, if I ever do that, that's how I'm going to start a conversation with my wife. Because I'm never, no, take your marriage vows seriously. Whoever's listening, man or woman, this is disgraceful. This is this isn't wrong. This is disgraceful. Hey, can I talk to you for a second? If those words... and and he goes and he basically said uh, I've been unfaithful to you. If those words come out of my mouth, probably if you read of a man getting stabbed multiple times in Wisconsin, you'll know something went horribly wrong with my life because I. There's no way. There is no way. This woman, this woman's probably traumatized. Hey, can I talk to you for a second? Look, once, this this is why we're in the situation we're in. Because all of our vows and our commitments and our promises were situational became situational. I'm going to be faithful until I have an opportunity to be otherwise. That's that's it's not even sad. That's that goes so far beyond sad. There are some things that you can recover from, there are things I'll never recover from. Just the sound of her voice, the kind of cry that she had was like no other cry I've ever heard, but you did that to her. Do, do you understand that the individual who is the mother of your children, the individual that, that you vowed to love and cherish and honor until death do you part, was, was crying in such a way that you've never heard because of you, because of what you did, because of the snare that you fell into, because of the sin that you committed. Lentz also opened up about his relationship with Leona Kimes, who spent seven years as their nanny but later became lead pastor at Hillsong Bosnel. Hallelujah. The report recounts Lentz's admitting to subliminally encouraging a relationship with the married Kimes, with whom he engaged in at least twenty but less than 100 sex acts, which he described as manipulated intimacy. Oh, I can't, all right? I can't. I'm, I'm done. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say goodbye and then go finish my coffee and then go listen to some birds chirping. Uh, go, go do something uh, other than read about what church leaders are doing. She is the pastor of Hillsong in Boston. Uh, I, I, I guess uh, she rose to her position the same way Kamala Harris did. I don't know what to tell you people, but if you think the Phoenix is going to rise, uh, you, you, should, you should read up on what's happening in the church. And if it's not happening in your church, and if you have a pastor that's solid, that's biblical, that's teaching repentance and sanctification and holding us unto God, that's holding people accountable, be thankful. I don't know. you know, Buy them a cookie. Say thank you once in a while. Because I've come to realize that the pastors who preach the truth are the most underappreciated people in the world. They love you enough to preach the whole counsel of God. And in turn, you would despise them for it. So, there's that. All right. God bless you people. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being with us. Gino, if you've got anything to say, it's yours, buddy. Thank you, Mike. Go,
1: the vows, the word vow, marriage vows. How many people, I, I heard Lance preach about a year before he got caught I, or before he yeah, got exposed in Nashville at a worship conference. And that's the thing that I was questioning at the conference. I told my wife. I basically said, it's amazing why we always want to get these famous pastors that looked like they just came out of a James Dean movie. You know, all slick, sharing kind of a word that, that's not a, not a bad message. You didn't preach a bad message, but something didn't feel right. And I told my wife, something don't feel right about this guy. And I was even at a point of wanting to go to the leaders who put on this convention or worship conference and go, why don't you get some local pastors that are actually fighting in the trenches in Tennessee for the truth, for the faith. I didn't do it, but I sure felt like doing it. But from what Mike's read today, it's just just unbelievable uh, how many skeletons were in his closet, you know, and... God, just help us because, you know, truth is falling in the streets. Isaiah said it. Getting harder to get people to not only live it out, it's getting hard to get people to defend values that a lot of men and women died for in, in persecuted lands. So I really urge you to realize that in other countries where they do suffer for the faith, they they seem to take God and the word of God and uh tenets of the faith a whole lot more serious and if you want to be a pastor in a you know underground church of China you're going to suffer for that so it's really important to be faithful in all that we do especially the family that God so much ordained the family the husband the wife the kids to be a family under his umbrella, under his, you know, word. And I feel bad for this guy's wife. What a tragedy. All right, enough said, but yes, I did chuckle during the program because I'm not too far from Mike, and he does get me laughing. But you know what? It's a good Thursday. I only laugh because it's true, a lot of what he's saying. (laughs) is just true. (laughs) I just chuckle. Uh, because he does his research. Thank you again for listening to The Light of Truth broadcast. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com.